Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also keynote and TEDx speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things related to wellness, rejuvenating, positive psychology, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, and lots of other helpful and interesting things. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners of the podcasts know, my goal is always to bring you interesting, informative speakers and presenters who lead their own lives enthusiastically and have different ways of helping us to become increasingly better versions of ourselves. And that goal should last throughout the lifespan. And today's guest can be particularly helpful to many of us in this regard. I'm happy to present Patty Scallon. And Patty is has been in the alternative healthcare field for 20 years. She's owned a holistic wellness center for 10 years, and she has a whole list of certifications that she can tell you about. And she's currently really involved in building an exciting business that enables her to lead, coach, and mentor others in the area of cellular cellular health, and uh, both in relation to her background, what she's currently doing, I'm sure that we've got lots that we can learn. And so, Patty, it's such a pleasure to welcome you to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Ron. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, as I said, you've got lots of certifications, you've done a lot of things, and you, uh, in many ways, are, uh, well, you're too young to be a pioneer, but are kind of a pioneer in the wellness space. Uh, I'm not that young. My next birthday is the seventh decade. <laughs> well, you you can pass yourself off as, as, maybe you're not too young to be a pioneer then. Because, I'm not. Well, I'm 69, Ron. I'm going to be 70 shortly. Well, great. You look great, and I'm sure you feel great. I do. And how you got to this point is really something that can be helpful to others. So I think that maybe a good place to start, since you've you come at this from different angles. You've uh, been involved in the wellness field for such a, a, a lengthy time. Tell us a little bit about your journey. What did you study to be a wellness person? Uh, did you get in the field accidentally? How how did this come? I did get. I did get into it accidentally. I mean, my original career was in banking. I was a banking uh, manager for many years. And then I stopped to raise my babies. And when I decided to re-enter the work world, I knew that I didn't want to be behind a desk. You know, I loved working with people, but not from behind that desk. So I took a part-time job with a homeopathic company called Boron. And that was really my introduction to alternative health. And 
I became passionate about it. It was like I would sit and read their magazines and say, you know, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I'm already, you know, in my 40s, like, okay. But I started out becoming a massage therapist. Not that I had any deep desire, but I thought, oh, I love to learn. Let's learn this. Turned out I was really, really good at it. But I took many extensive courses past that. Like I I did a lot of... um you know, deep work and trigger point and myofascial release, things like that, not just your traditional, you know, let's go have a nice massage. But then uh, again, learning something else, I became a digestive health professional. And so then I learned to work with enzymes with people that had gut issues and things like that. And, And also not just gut issues, inflammation in the body, right? So that was another segment. Um, I went on to do energy coaching where I worked with people with um, informally with anxiety and stress. I became an EFT practitioner. Um, That's tapping or emotional freedom techniques for those that don't know. Um, So my practice, as you said, I had the Holistic Wellness Center for 10 years. So I really focused on physical and emotional health. You know, I worked with both of those things because I believe that they're very interconnected. How we live our life shows up in our, our physical world, too. Yeah, and actually, uh, you were a bit ahead of our time because uh, at the time that you were doing this, a lot of times those of us in psychology as well as in medicine were uh, kind of concentrating on disease and uh, focusing on okay, can we get this person back to neutral or some level of functioning and thinking about thriving and flourishing and and increased wellness wasn't always uppermost in in people's minds. So I'm glad that uh, you entered this field because of who you are. But what what were some of the satisfactions that you God, I mean, it it must, you know, a massage feels good, for example. So I'm sure that people left there feeling good. But w- did you see significant changes in some of the things that you were doing? Oh, of course. I mean, well, you know, when people like, for instance, um, rotator cuff, right? They That was one of my specialties. So when you can get people to be able to lift their arm after an hour of work, that's pretty exciting, right? But there's also that energy piece, right? Like one of the people that opened my world was uh, Carolyn Mace, also a PhD. Um, but she she coined a phrase that our biography becomes our biology. Hmm. So that, right? So that if, you know, and I know this is kind of a woohoo for some people, but there are energy in our in our body, there's chakras in our body. And if there's a blockage in any one of those, it can cause, like if there's a blockage, for instance, in your heart chakra, it can cause heart issues. It can cause cancer in that area. It can cause different things. So I, when I had people on my table... I addressed not just their physical body, but their emotional body. And so then there could be releases marrying those two things. And did you uh, evolve any particular kind of philosophy that underlies your your work drawing on these different? Well, I think the underlying thing is, is that I believe that everything is energy. 
I, I genuinely believe that all the cells in our body, our whole body is just energy in motion, right? So I believe that if we start at that level, we can shift things. It's just, you know, I remembered my daughter was dating an oncologist, right? And she said to him, what do you think, the, you know, with your, your people, the odds of those that make it and don't make it, what do you think makes the difference? And he said, those that believed they could heal. They're the ones that most likely healed. So what is that? That is the energy of our emotions, you know, what we believe and what we think. And sometimes we have to shift what we believe and what we think. But I genuinely believe, like, if you're in a negative environment, it is going to play on your physical body, right? If you are constantly in a stressful situation, for instance, then that could bring illness to you. So I think, like I said, it's there's not one without the other. Well, certainly the uh, positive psychology research demonstrates the fact that uh, people who tend to be more positive in their outlook tend to be healthier. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, again, oh, it's proven. chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely proven. I agree. I agree. Um, so then what do we do to shift that mindset, right? You know, so, and that's where energy healing comes into also. But like I said, that that might be outside the realm here of what we want to discuss. <laughs> well, I think, well, one of the, since you brought it up, and, and <laughs> again, I think that one of my goals is to expose people to different kinds of thoughts and systems and so on, uh, I always encourage people to speak with their physician, their therapist, and so on relative to adopting anything or, or at least to help them sort that stuff out. So I just, the only thing I want to deal with, with with energy is just kind of the definition of use the word energy. And I know those of you who come from that area kind of use it as if it's something that's that's commonly uh that we all have a common definition of so maybe if you can just take a minute and you know what does energy healing or, or energy as you use it what does that refer to so energy is vibrational we are vibrational beings right so even with you know like years ago chiropractors were considered quacks, right? And and now in today's world, we don't feel that. I mean, there's genuinely people that still won't go, but there are, you know, many people that do and understand the, um, the benefit of that. The same thing with acupressure. And a lot of the hospitals are now bringing ac acupuncture in. They're bringing, bringing Reiki in, which is healing energy, right? So I'm saying we are vibrational. So if there's a negative vibration in our body, it's going to cause a negative reaction. But if we can switch that vibration to be a higher vibration, we have a better chance of living a healthier life and even healing ourselves, which is why, for instance, one of the highest vibrations is music. If you're feeling down, right, turn on some music. You'll feel your energy begin to rise, which will lend itself to being happier. So then you'll be healthier. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm sure that there are people who aren't going to be real thrilled with with the whole energy conversation, but I think that uh, there is something that I think most people 
can really benefit from, and that's kind of your concept of the uh, four pillars of health, uh, right. which I was interested to hear about and like to hear you explain that to, to our listeners. Sure, sure. So uh, when I closed my center, I pivoted into um, working, I, I partnered with a, a global company. But it's not just about a product that I share with people. It's about teaching them the pillars of health and how we need to pay attention to how much water are we drinking, right? How much sleep are we getting? Are we getting some exercise in on a regular basis? And what is our nutrition like? And then how do we relieve our stress? So they're the five pillars of health that I work with people. So when somebody comes to me and says, listen, this is what I'm experiencing. I share what I can with product, but I say to them, well, let's try and get to the source of why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. So let's talk about these five pillars, you know? And so I walk them through that because there are, it's proven that even like exercise, like walking, like you and I have had this discussion. When people are struggling with that memory issue, right? The best thing you can do is get out and take a walk and maybe engage in conversation, walk with somebody if you can, or if you can't, engage in conversation along your way. So you're getting that physical movement to your body, which is good, but you're getting that stimulation to your brain, and then you're getting fresh fresh oxygen up to the brain. So it's like a win, 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 right? So all of these pillars of health are, I can't even, I'm not, you know, somebody has once asked me, well, what do you think is the most important pillar? Well, they're all important. I don't know how you pick one over the other, because, you know, like when we talk about stress management, well, stress comes in many different ways. There's mechanical stress. That's as far as movement, right? There's emotional stress. There's nutritional stress. There's environmental stress. So which one's more important, the nutritional piece or the the stress reduction? Well, again, they're married, aren't they? Right? Because there's all sorts of kind of stress. Now, you know, for me, when I talk to people, most diseases are inflammation-based. Most, not all, but most are inflammation-based. And inflammation is fired up by stress. And where does the stress come? Well, I just told you there's four different ways our bodies can experience stress. So as I said, I try and educate people when I work with them so that they can you know, step up to the plate, take responsibility for their health, because that's what, you know, you don't want to wait till a crisis, right? And uh, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. They wait for a crisis and they go, oh my goodness. You know, like how many times have you heard somebody go, oh, so-and-so had a heart attack and he was healthy. No, that heart attack started years before, right? With their lifestyle. So, we have to be proactive, you know, uh, like I said, seriously, in a couple of months, I will be 70 years old. I don't take a stitch of medication and I'm very active. You know, I kayak, I bike, I boat, I do all of these things. It didn't happen by accident. It was being proactive. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're a terrific example of the fact that it's always better to be proactive, to be preventive 
absolutely to wait for a crisis absolutely uh, crises are not always as solvable as uh preventing them are you know right? we're more likely to prevent a crisis than we are to resolve some of them when when some real cellular damage has been done right um, well i mean you know it's that that saying like if you have a car here if you can stop the car before it starts going down the hill it's much easier to push it back but as soon as it starts down that hill it's a little bit harder and then if it gets further it's a little bit harder so yeah be proactive you know take the steps is it work yeah the older we get the more work it is but in the long run it allows you to live a, like you said, an enthusiastic life. Like that's, that's our goal, right? Yeah. And certainly being older than you, I can certainly attest to, you know, the things that you consider to be, you know, really critical and vital uh, because it's a lot more fun to age in a healthy, enthusiastic yeah. manner than, than the other way around. Uh, I apologize. I said four pillars. Uh, they're actually five. Uh, well, they're the five that I work with. Different yeah. people talk about different, but I feel that they're all that's they're yeah. the five that I stress. Yeah, I've gotten confused with my uh, non-negotiable four. Uh, but what? There, uh, let me ask about a couple of things that are perhaps measurable among your pillars. One, hydration is. Uh, while I include that under healthy eating, it probably deserves its own category. Is there some general guideline? Because I've heard all kinds of things yes. about how many ounces and when you start. You start before meals, during, don't eat, don't drink with meals. What what are some general guidelines? guidelines? Well, first, let me just tell you something, though. When it comes to hydration, people, um, and I know the older we get, they don't want to be running to the bathroom, so they hesitate to drink, which is really not good. And I'll tell you why. Our brain is like, I don't know, like 70% water. If we're not hydrating on a constant basis, that's why we get kind of like, you know, in the afternoon, we're so tired and all. It, it, it's because we're dehydrated. Drink a little water, right? So the rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 120 pounds, then you want 60 ounces, right? That's almost a half gallon. And the, the thing is, is some people actually drink more than that. And I don't recommend that. And I'll tell you why. If you drink more, you stand the risk of flushing valuable minerals out of your body. So you don't want to overdo it either. So a good rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces. Now, Coffee and tea don't count towards that. And I'll tell you why. Caffeine is dehydrating. So for every cup of coffee you drink, you've got to drink an extra glass of water if you want to get that body back to that level. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as when to drink it, I first thing in the morning, what I do is I do warm water with a little bit of lemon juice and a pinch of um, Himalayan salt. And the reason for the Himalayan salt is it allows your body to absorb the water, but it also kicks your metabolism up. It gets your system running. So I like to do that before my first cup of coffee. People say, you know, you drink it. You, you really shouldn't drink 
during your meal. You can drink before and you can drink after. But the reason is, is, you know, when you are eating your food, masticating your food, you are, you're releasing enzymes, digestive enzymes. So if you flush it down with something, then those enzymes aren't really going to work towards digestion. So it's kind of better not to drink during your meal. Sometimes that's hard for people, but it's okay to take a sip of this or that, but like you'll see a lot of people kind of will guzzle their drink in the middle of their eating and you're actually flushing valuable enzymes. Well, I think the the other good thing is if you're eating healthy, I mean, fruits and vegetables, for example, contain a lot of water water and uh, that can be very helpful. The, the only other thing from a just general guideline standpoint is what's what's the current thinking at least from your vantage point on sleep. Uh, uh, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. So first of all, we have to realize that when we sleep in deep sleep, that is when the body heals itself. That's when the blood gets filtered. All of our organ systems quiet down so that the body can do the healing process, right? So optimally, somewhere between seven and nine. Okay. Now you want two hours of deep sleep and then you want four to five hours of that REM sleep, right? The, both are very important for different reasons. And I know that some people go, oh, well, I only sleep five hours, almost like it's a badge of honor. Please don't. You're not giving your body the recoup time that it needs to then optimally function during the next day. So that's seven to nine hours. I think, you know, like I settle, I do sleep eight hours a day, um, most days. And I think that's great. If you can, if, if seven is what works for somebody, that's great. But if you're going under that, your body's not getting the full amount of time it needs to reboot, if you will. And I know I used to tell people that I can sleep faster than other people and didn't uh, didn't really uh, sleep enough. One of the things that I've found once I've gotten myself into about seven hours is I, I don't yawn during the day. Uh, mm -hmm. you, know, that you, you notice some kinds of differences. I don't tend to have that slump that I used to have after lunch and so on. Yeah, it's really important. And plus the fact we're much more pleasant when we get the right amount of sleep. Let's face it. So those around us will be very happy if you get that seven to eight hours, right? Okay, great. So, um, I mean, uh, this has been very valuable and very helpful and very informative because uh, you taught us some, for many of us, some, some new things and at least give us some basis to sort out you know, some of your ideas and, and how they may fit and how we may want to incorporate them. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? I always like to caution people. Uh, we're not giving medical advice on uh, this show. It should be an individual uh, determination by you and your physician. But I think you are uh, affiliated with a company that, that does produce a product. So within the limits of your expertise, if you can just give us a, a brief rundown and and we'll uh and and of course how to find out about it because we'll have all that stuff in the show notes. Right, right. So how I got involved with this just briefly was my husband had been uh really 
ill in significant pain and was losing all of his muscle mass. And we had a very difficult time getting him out of pain. And when, I mean, when I came across this product, it only took us a few months where we had, he had been in pain for like two years. So it was really life-changing for us. And so the product is a cellular product. So it's about renewing the body. So what it does is it goes in and it detects, it repairs, and it replaces those damaged cells. So our bodies are the most complicated communication system in the world, right? So if our bodies aren't communicating, that's when we start to see those health challenges. So what my product is, it's a cell signaling molecule. So it doesn't heal you. It allows your body to heal itself by communicating. Uh, we use this little analogy that if your house is burning down and on the other side of town, there's a fire engine with the hose and the ladder and everything to put out that fire. But then you call them on your cell phone and you have a bad cell signal. They never get the message and your house burns down. So this is what it is. It's getting the messaging, your system messaging to say, oh, we need to take that nutrition to build our bodies back up, right? So for, for us with Dave, that's exactly what was happening. He was taking a plethora of supplements and pain medications and it wasn't working. And as soon as we got him on this, his cells started signaling. And then we were able to get the inflammation out of his body. So it was life-changing for us. And so then I did end up getting involved in the business because I, back at my center, I had people in physical pain. I had people with gut issues. I had people with stress and anxiety. And now all of a sudden I had something where I was able to help them all because being cellular it doesn't really matter what the health challenge is. We have seen, I've seen miracles in my five years with this company. And so when I work with the pillars of health that we spoke about, I believe that cellular health is the concrete foundation that all of those pillars stand on. So if your cells are not communicating, not much else matters. So let's get healthy cells so then all these pillars of health will fall right into line and produce a vibrant life, right? Great, great. So uh, how can listeners find out about the product so that they can evaluate it, uh, you know, again, with sure. their physician and so on? Because everybody, everybody's situation is different, but certainly this has to offer hope to some people who have had some real difficulties. Helping. Yeah, it, it really does. And let me just add one thing. Our product is native to the body, okay? It is redox molecules. They're already in our body. We just don't have enough of them to heal our bodies. So by putting this in, number one, it's 100% safe. It is 100% toxic-free. And it will not interfere with any medication that you're taking because you're not putting an outside substance. Do you know what I mean? You're putting something that's native to your body. What it will do is because now your body will be signaling better, it will increase the efficacy of anything you're taking. 
And then maybe in the future, you might be able to take less of that because now your body is coming into homeostasis, right? That's what we're trying to do is get our bodies into homeostasis. So my website is my name. It's pattyscallon.com. So P-A-T-T-I-S-C-A-L-L-A-N.com. My phone number is 302-897-5573. I would love to have a conversation. So that's how you can reach me. I'm also on LinkedIn. And that's with your name, too? Yes, just Patty Scallon. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, this has been very, very informative. And I think one of the things that is important to recognize is that the human body and the health of the human body is a is a very complex, challenging kind of thing. I think that anybody who's having difficulties uh, relative to it is really obligated to find out as much as they can about what's out there. Yeah. Uh, again, we're not pushing any particular product or or philosophy behind any product. What we do want to do is. Uh, educate people, make them aware of being kind of a an educated consumer. And I think that to a large extent, in many ways, when we've gotten into uh, medical issues and so on, we've tended to approach it passively. If somebody gives us, a physician gives us a pill or so on, doesn't take a lot of effort. Uh, it took a lot more when Physicians started prescribing movement and being outside and right, doing right. things of this nature. So, you know, I, I think that it becomes important to, throughout the lifespan, to be both enthusiastic and to be active. And right. I'm so happy, Patty, that you were able to tell us another way in which we can educate ourselves, be active, uh, be a real partner and decision maker when it comes to to our health we'll have uh, all you i'm sorry well, yeah well i was just gonna say it it is you know uh we we're, we live in a society where we want a quick fix and sometimes that pill seems to be that and believe me i understand that sometimes those pills are necessary but we do want to get to the source of it right and our company has many doctors and medical professionals in it so we work very nicely with them Okay, terrific. And of course, as I said, all this information will be in the show notes. And uh, I can vouch for how pleasant, cooperative, and non-aggressive Patty is in discussing uh, the work that she does. And uh, she's contributed to the to the health of many, many people in various ways over the uh, time that she has been in the wellness field and uh, to keep on going at this age and feel as good, look as good as you do. It's uh, it's a real testament to the fact that wellness works. It does. It so, does. Thank you. And thanks very much for sharing your information with us, Patty. So this brings to the close another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Our special guest was Patty Scallon, and we we learned a lot today. So I hope that you'll tell your friends to listen to the podcast, and please uh, download, rate, review it for yourself, and tell others to do so. 
and make sure that you're back uh, for the next episode where we'll have somebody else who's going to help us to become better versions of ourselves. In the meantime, I hope that you'll visit the Mental Health Gym website. If you haven't yet purchased your copy of Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, please visit Amazon and do so. And then we are in kind of the, the beginning of the winter, which means it's, sometimes it's cold and flu and other kinds of catching uh, seasons. So want to have our body as, as healthy as possible. And so I'm really pleased whenever we can present somebody who can give us their, uh, their ideas on how we can do that. So until next time, stay positive. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you again next time. Take care.